Oh, I, oh, I start. It's up to you. Do you want to start? I'll start. I'll start. Welcome to One More Thing with Jay and Robert. I'm Jay. And I'm Robert. One More Thing is a podcast that examines and celebrates pop culture through an LGBTQ plus lens. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of One More Thing with Jay and Robert. Today, we have with us a very exciting special guest. Honestly, an icon. An icon who needs no introduction, except that she will introduce herself <laughs> by saying the way we introduce everyone on our podcast, which is we have you say your name, your pronouns, and how you identify, which can mean anything from gender to sexuality, anything. Oh, wow. Um, hi, I'm Nikki Blonsky. I my pronouns are she, her. I, yeah, I identify as um, a lesbian, a gay woman. Yeah. Nice. We're all gays here. <laughs> artist and, you know, many different things. <laughs> so you may know Nikki Blonsky, obviously, from the movie Hairspray, but you may have also seen her in Queen Sized, The English Teacher, The Last Movie Star, Ghost in the Graveyard. Of course, Jay's favorite, Ugly Betty. Ugly Betty. One of the best episodes of Ugly Betty, may I just say. Honestly, that was one of the most fun sets I have ever been on. We had an absolute blast. I'm it was so just glad. so like the the fun that you had watching it, like we had so much more fun making it, just running around and all those fabulous outfits yeah it was so cool it was awesome and me being a new yorker getting to shoot in new york it was just so exciting oh right they shot in new york yeah wow another show that you were on that shot in new york was of course smash of course yes oh i loved my time on smash as well i got to reunite with um the producers of hairspray craig zedon and neil marin they had produced hairspray and then they were doing the show Smash that I had heard so much about and saw it come out. And I was like, oh, my God, it's incredible. And then I got a phone call. Hey, you want to be on it? And I was like, yes, of course I do. <laughs> Let's get this party started. So I uh, I went over there and I did a couple episodes and it was such a blast. I just there was one day where I was just standing there and I was like, OK, Angelica Houston is like seven feet from you. How is this real life? <laughs> that it seems very similar to your situation in Hairspray. Um, so let's just get Hairspray done right off the bat. Yeah. So you were obviously Tracy Turmalette in the movie Hairspray. Take us through how you got the role. We have seen the footage of you in Coldstone a million times. I remember watching <laughs> it before the movie came out and I was so hyped for you. But take us through what that was like. Oh my gosh, you know, I recently just went back to Long Island and um, that's where I'm from. And my best friend from high school, I hadn't seen her since I left to do Hairspray. And we hung out and she pulled out all of these books of pictures that she had taken from like our senior parties. And there was one portion of the book that was dedicated to prom and it was a whole section where I got up in front of all of my friends from school and told them because I found out I got hairsprayed the night before my senior prom whoa that's adorable I had to like she has all these pictures in a frame and 
I mean, in a book and it says like, she wrote like dream big Nikki announcing she got hairspray and like, cause none of my friends had no any idea that I had auditioned because I didn't tell them because my thinking was, well, if I don't get it, I'm not gonna know why. And I'm, I don't wanna have to tell people why. So just like, you know, let's see what happens. And well, well we saw what happened. <laughs> <laughs> this was, correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong, like your first big budget, like professional acting job, right? This was my first acting job, period. <laughs> and it was just across from Michelle Pfeiffer and Christopher Walken <laughs> and Queen Latifah and all of these giant stars. I mean, these are people that I grew up absolutely just loving all of their work. Queen Latifah, like Living Single was my favorite show. Yes. Like, I loved that show. I loved her on that. She was, uh, she's still like my favorite female rapper ever. Um, and so I've always looked up to her immensely. Michelle Pfeiffer, oh my God, just the most stunning, incredible actress ever. I loved her. I just, she's just incredible. So getting to work with these people, I was incredibly honored, but then getting to know them for the human beings that they are and like the music that they like, the food that they like, you know, the humans that they are. That to me was the most exciting experience because I got to see the people behind like these massive names, you know, and that's what's so special to me is the relationships that I've been able to cultivate since, you know, working on these films. What was, you mentioned like getting to know them personally, uh, but what was set life like? I imagine that being at the center of the movie is daunting as it is, but I assume that you spend hours and hours and hours on set with everybody. So what they did with us was they moved all of us as a company to Toronto, Canada, because that's where we shot the film. I went up there two and a half months before everybody else. And I started dance rehearsals because I never danced a day before in my life. Before Wait, what? Whoa, really? Yeah. So they had a, they had a lot of work to do with me. <laughs> So it was, um, my average day was eight hours straight of just dancing, just, just going in a room, a small, tiny room, like no AC with our one, we had an amazing group of choreographers, but the one that really handled me, um, mostly was Zach Woodley, who's also choreographed Glee and Jamal Sims. Everybody knows him from RuPaul's Drag Race. He's an amazing <laughs> choreographer. So they both were in charge of uh, getting me into shape to play Tracy and dance all those dances. And so I would go into these rooms with these guys for just like blocks of hours at a time. And we would just dance and dance and dance. And it was some of the most incredible training and memories of my life. Like, it was so much fun. And then our director would come in and he'd, you know, want to see how things have improved or what we've done. And then I would move on to like a singing portion. We would work with a vocal coach. And oh my gosh. So it was, and then we would go to like a scene study. And so it was kind of like Zach um, described it perfectly once. He was like, it's kind of like a little musical theater, like boot camp. And I was like, yeah, except it's fun. Um, <laughs> it was like screaming in our face, you know, to wake <laughs> up at 5 a.m. But it was an incredible experience. And we were also 17, 18 years old. Like we were at the right age to be doing all that dancing. <laughs> 
Sure, yeah. sure, 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 sure. No we're bad like, news. Oh my gosh, we're like 30 in our 30s now. We're like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure also that you're waking up every morning going, oh my God, I'm filming the movie musical version of a hairspray. I have to like get to that room. Yeah. You know what? It was for me, it was just such a big dream of mine. Tracy was literally my dream ever since I saw her when I was 15 for my 15th birthday. I went to see the Broadway show and I was just like, I had never felt a love like that. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, that's me. I have to do that. And it was just, I still to this day pinch myself and I'm like, I still can't believe that half of the things that have gone on in my life have gone on, but I'm incredibly thankful for them. And um, it's been a wild journey. What can I say? <laughs> Is there anybody that you keep in touch with still uh, from making the movie or anything surrounding the movie? Oh, gosh, yeah. I mean, uh, this morning I was just watching one of my favorite people um, on Law & Order SVU, Mr. John Waters. I keep in yes. touch with him. I absolutely adore him. I love him. Um, if it wasn't for him, none of us would have had a hairspray in our lives. So we all owe it to uh, Mr. Waters. Um, An icon. So I have to say him and John Travolta. John has, you know, he he played my mom, but he really took on like a role of like a second parent to me. And he's always been there for me. He's always been incredibly supportive and loving and very present in my life. And I think I always say hairspray was the greatest blessing but my relationship with john is my favorite blessing that i take away from that whole experience were you familiar with john waters movies before you auditioned for hairspray i mean aside from I, hairspray itself i i was i mean i of course was obsessed with the 88 version i love ricky lake i adored her growing up i like she was my corny collins i would run home to watch the ricky lake show after school. Yes. like that was my jam so i was of course obsessed with the original hairspray and i had just i had seen you know some of divine's work and some of john's work and crybaby of course and i just He's just so incredibly talented and he does his own thing and he pushes the envelope. And when you're around somebody like that, they almost like creatively let you explore all of your creativeness and all of open, it just completely having him on set and be there while I was filming definitely made it such a, a more rich experience and definitely made me discover more parts of Tracy that maybe I didn't even realize because he created her after all. I was just going to ask if he was there on set with you and if he told you anything about the character that you wouldn't have thought about going into it. Uh, he was there when we filmed um, his scene during Good Morning Baltimore when he was the flasher who lives next door. Um, so that was so fun to work with him that day. And I remember asking him a lot of questions about the original movie and when they were filming it and just hearing his stories and telling me, you know, they were shooting and changing in alleys and like, you know, it wasn't, you know, a, a big budget like this, but they made it work. And just hearing all of that and hearing all the hard work and the passion and that went into his dream. It just says to a 17 year old kid that I was at the time, like, he dreamed really big and look where he got. You have to dream just as big. 
I do have to kind of, this is an awkward segue, but go back to what you were saying about John Travolta for a second, because John Travolta is kind of the reason that I ended up seeing the movie Hairspray, because my mom is obsessed, obsessed, obsessed with John Travolta. She really is. And because of that was then obsessed with you for many years. And when she hears this episode, she's going to be very excited about your relationship. I'm sitting here. I'm. I love that all of our commercials start with "Wow, just sitting here, doing nothing." I guess I could be doing this thing. That's not what I was gonna say. I was gonna say I'm sitting here thinking about. It is what I was gonna say. Are you good? No. Um, I'm just sitting here and I'm thinking about how much I love. Social media. Oh my gosh, me too. I have been posting clips, behind the scenes looks and teasers at episodes of this very podcast on our social media. Oh my God. And how can people find us? You can go to One More Thing on basically anything. Yeah, on anything. Just make sure that it's with an A because it's been five years and we still can't get the I. <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead and go do that on this very phone that you're listening to this episode too that you can now continue listening to because I'm done. Moving on from Hairspray, as we mentioned earlier and we briefly discussed, you got to be on Smash, which is obviously one of the greatest TV shows of all time. And you were sort of like the nice version of Ellis, basically. Like season one was Ellis, (laughs) season two was you. Um, And you (laughs) – so you were the assistant to Jerry who was like the evil producer. Did you have like so much fun? Oh, my gosh. I had an absolute blast. I mean, just from the wardrobe fitting, I remember going in there and they had like, just like, you know, the coolest clothes that like a perfect New York assistant would wear. And I was like, oh my gosh, I I remember just putting it on and I just felt so fabulous. And I was like, I could go be a fierce assistant in this outfit. (laughs) I remember... You know, Will and Grace has always been my favorite show. Me too. Favorite. I mean, that's what we watched every single day during lunch um, on Hairspray. They actually gave me the box set. So I we would all like pile in my trailer and watch Will and Grace. So for me, when I got to be on that episode with Deborah Messing and Sean Hayes, it was like my entire teenage years were complete. You know, God was real. Santa Claus was real. It was a great experience <laughs> in my life. Like, I was in heaven. And I just remember that entire set and playing that playing that fun little character of just giving a little bit and, you know, still want leaving them wanting more. I always love playing those characters. Oh, yeah. I mean, if they were like, we're doing a spinoff of Smash and it's going to revolve around Nikki Blonsky, I would be like, sign me up. I'm going to record every episode. <laughs> sign me up, too. I went there. <laughs> I was like, I was waiting to sing. I was like, guys, please, like, I'm I'm ready to sing. Whatever you want. Let's go. Yeah, you deserved a number. <laughs> Maybe An- next time. <laughs> Another project that you worked on was a Lifetime movie, which is very big for us. Yes, we love Lifetime movies. We have a group chat with my mom where we just talk about Lifetime movies. So trust us, Lifetime movies are a big deal. Uh, Trust me. uh, I grew up 
absolutely obsessed with Lifetime movies because of my mom as well. I think when I got the call for that movie, um, my mom was super excited for Hairspray, but when I told her that I was going to be working for Lifetime, she was like, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) So just beyond excited. It was like, you know, Christmas came early. Um, Lifetime was so much fun. And that movie being based on a true story and just everything that it stood for and the representation I felt was so needed at the time. And I was just really glad that Lifetime stepped up and did a a movie like that. Me too. It was, I guess I should also say what it was called. It was called Queen Sized. It was a movie about a plus size unpopular girl uh, who gets nominated for Homecoming Queen as a joke, but then she wins. Uh, And what's great about it is that she gets a very happy ending and she also doesn't have to be skinny, which is wonderful. I remember watching that movie and being like, well, Lifetime. What a great message for everyone. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's literally taking a, a negative or something that could be seen as a negative. Like, these people were awful. And as a joke, they nominated her for Homecoming Queen. And she was like, you know what? The joke's on you. I'm going to spin it on its head and I'm going to run. And she ran and she won. She won because people saw who she was at heart. And, you know, I think at the end of the day, I've always said in life, you know, looks fade, personality stays. I want to be known for my heart, my character, the good work I put out into the world, you know, how I treat people, not, you know, how big my butt is and how great my boobs are. Like, that's not important. That's not important. So, and that's why I was really proud to be a part of Queen Size because it just showed so many teenage girls, like, you can absolutely run for Homecoming Queen and you don't have to be a size two. You don't have to be a size 22. You could be any size in the world. You can just be whatever you want to be and you can do anything as long as you put your mind and your passion to it. I did not expect to talk about this right now, and Jay doesn't know that I'm saying this, and we'll probably get to it a little bit later, but you're also the queen of cameo, and I think that one of the things that you just said is why that is. Like You have such a big heart and such a big personality that has accumulated, like a, correct me if I'm wrong, giant fan base that swarms to you on cameo. I've bought your cameos before. For me. (laughs) Thank you. And so everybody out there listening right now, like, please go book Nikki on on Cameo. (laughs) Your cameos are fantastic. I have to tell you, I have so much fun doing those cameos. I have been, Cameo for me has been an incredible blessing because I not just get to wish people happy birthday, happy anniversaries. I've gotten to be a part of some people's really big special days, bar mitzvahs. Weddings, I've sang people down the aisle to I Can Hear the Bells, you know? So it's like, it's really special for me that people, you know, have taken to the music of Hairspray and have taken to the story and it means so much to so many and that they're still, you know, here we are almost 15 years later and they're still in love with it and they still want to hear me sing the song. So as long as they want to hear me sing them, I will continue to sing them. So yes, you can find me on Cameo. I'm I'm about, I'm not going to say, but I'm over 4,000 Cameos deep. Oh my gosh. Whoa. That's a lot of Good Morning Baltimore. <laughs> I didn't know we were going to talk about this, but since Robert brought it up, I, a couple years ago, was going through, like, a period of, like, the worst depression of my life and, like, barely could 
bring myself to get out of bed in the morning. And Robert got me a cameo from you. And it was – both of us were just, like, stunned by, you know, some people would be just like, it'll get better, Jay. You're great. But, like, you just made this, like, long video for me that, like, really lifted my spirits. And it was so moving and so – so personal. And I was like, wow, I – feel better somehow just because of this video from Nikki Blonsky and so I I mean thank you for that oh that makes me so happy to hear thank you and I mean I have two things to say to that the way that you know cameo sometimes does that for me gets me out of bed when I'm having a rough day and I'm not feeling my best and or something's going on and I'm like you know well I have X amount of cameos to do and I have to do them. And so it gets me up and it gets me out of bed and it gets me motivated even on days when I'm feeling kind of crappy because we all have days, you know, nobody's look, we all don't wake up and go riding to school on a garbage truck every morning. Like, <laughs> like life's right. happy, but it's not that happy all the time. So I think for me with the cameos, it goes back to, what my grandmother always taught me was treat people the way you want to be treated. And when I read these requests and I hear how much, you know, what people are going through or how hairsprays impact them or whatever, I try and do my best to incorporate as much of the songs and me and just remind people that, you know, they're amazing and, you know, life is tough, but they're way tougher. Wow. <laughs> A queen, an icon. <laughs> you guys are amazing. I'm just put you in my pocket and take you with me. <laughs> Honestly, I feel the exact same way. So, <laughs> okay, so back to Ugly Betty, which is my my t- like my two shows are Will and Grace and Ugly Betty. So I'm with you on the Will and Grace thing. Um, I have to ask about the like the moment where you like throw the flowers, or no, Betty throws flowers at you. And you, like, catch them and, like, fall backwards. Like, that's such – it's hilarious physical comedy. Had you ever done, like, true physical comedy, like, slapstick like that? Because it it reads perfectly. No, that was really, like, my first time um, on camera doing, like, comedy, comedy like that. Um, I had done it on stage, but it's definitely totally different. And I'll never forget, I was in, like, these, like – eight inch platform pumps and every time they were like okay America take the the vase and just toss toss the flowers at her and every time without fail I caught all the flowers (gasps) and she kept saying to me how are you doing that how are you (laughs) catching all of them and I said well I I was a catcher on a softball team for (laughs) years I was like, so I'm used to just like Mickey catch it. Like I'm used to that. That's all I heard for nine years of my life. Mickey catch the ball. So I, you know, I caught the flowers instead. So that's really literally the only reasoning behind me being able to catch those flowers was my softball years came in handy. That's incredible. (laughs) In June of 2020, you came out on TikTok and I remember this very vividly because of softball. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't gonna say it. I wasn't. I mean, really, Nikki? Like, 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 come on! I didn't, like, I didn't know. Oh my gosh! Yes, 
2020, the good part. <laughs> I remember it because Jay sent me the TikTok and I was like, there's no way. Like, that's too perfect of a situation. Like, I would ascend if this was true. And then as the news started to spread that Nikki Blonsky of the movie Hairspray had come out, I was like, wait, this is incredible news. What led you to coming out publicly? What led you to coming out on TikTok? Well, like, talk to us about that. Oh, my gosh. Uh, oof. <laughs> yeah. oof. It's a tale. It was something that it all kind of just happened. And it was it was time for me. It was time. I felt it. I always tell people when they're like, oh, you know, should I come out? I'm like, do it on your own time. Do it when you feel, you know, the time is right. For me, um, I it was the quarantine and I was home and I was um, my mom had just had a really big surgery and I was just doing a lot of reflecting and I was really thinking and I was like, you know what, I need to be totally honest, with not just myself, my family. And, you know, I completely understand and understood that when I, you know, got into this line of work at 17, that my life, you know, would be public knowledge and I, you know, had went to a couple of events and, and had brought an ex-partner and, you know, I just didn't want to have that um, fear of like being outed. I wanted to do it on my own terms and be like, hey, this is me. This is what it is. And so I remember I just, I was talking to my publicist about it and I was doing um, my friend Alec Mappa, also from Ugly Betty. Um, I Great was on Ugly Betty. Um, live show. We were raising money for the Transgender Law Center uh, here in LA. And I don't know, we just started talking and he made a comment. He was like, well, the last time, you know, I checked you were straight. And and, um, and I was just like, yeah, well, things change. And I just <laughs> came out and I ended up coming out on his show. And then um, I knew that, you know, that was just on his Instagram live, but I knew that, you know, it would eventually spread the the word. And um, so I called my publicist and I said, I, I just came out on Instagram live and she goes, okay. <laughs> so um, we devised a little plan to shoot a TikTok. She literally filmed it uh, in the backyard oh my God. to one of my favorite songs ever by one of my favorite artists ever, Diana Ross. And I just had fun. I just danced and, and we put it out there. We put it up on TikTok. And I know a lot of people were like, no, this, like the first few comments were like, this can't be true. There's no way. And I'm like, what do you mean? What do you mean? Like, no way. Like, I can't be gay. Like, what? <laughs> like, no, of course. Like, so, um, and yeah. And then I'd say for about a week, um, <laughs> I just did a bunch of media about uh, coming out and it's really been more so recently as time goes on that it sinks in that I'm out publicly and I don't have to look over my shoulder and I don't have to worry about those things I'm out I, I am who I am I'm proud of who I am it feels really good because for so many years I encouraged my fans to be who they were, be authentic to themselves, follow their hearts and love who they want to love. And now I get to kind of take my own advice and it's really nice. 
and it's it it feels really humanly if that makes sense that's so lovely because you've always been a huge supporter of the lgbt community i mean even before you had publicly coming out, you were just saying that you were on an Instagram live as a fundraiser yeah. for the Trans Law Center. And like, you are Tracy from the musical right. Hairspray. <laughs> yeah. And you're a big Drag Race fan. And Oh, I have performed on gay cruises. I mean, I, yeah, I've, I've been around the, the LGBT circuit for a very long time. And I just, for me, it was just, like I said, it was just my personal time I came out to my family and then of course publicly the way I did and then here we are I can't believe it's almost it's literally a little over a year later and um and I'm gay <laughs> <laughs> okay so we have to ask one of something that we talk about a lot on the podcast is our biggest celebrity crushes so now uh. that you are out proud who is your big like LGBT Hollywood crush Sarah Ramirez. Wow. wow. <laughs> Sorry. No hesitation. Um, yeah. Talk us talk to us about that because I love Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> so does my mother. Um, <laughs> she when I went home to uh for for my brother's engagement party in September, my mom was watching Grey's nonstop and like the early seasons with Sarah and I was just saying, my mom was like, you, you always want to change the channel. Like you, you're okay with watching. I've been watching this for days. I'm like, keep watching it. <laughs> keep watching it. It is fantastic. Keep watching. <laughs> Are you... No, it really is a great show, but yeah, she, she's always been a celebrity crush of mine. Um, I never really had celebrity crushes growing up. Like, uh, you know, as a girl, like as, as a young girl, it was like, you know, Taylor Hansen and um, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Yeah. If Same. we're getting down to the real, real, it's Sarah Ramirez. <laughs> Are you excited for them to be in the new Sex in the City reboot? Oh, right. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, I'll be watching. <laughs> that sounds so creepy. I don't want to no, we love crushes on this show. It's pretty much all we talk about. <laughs> the next... I, just, I, I think she's a fantastic actor. She's got a killer voice. Um, yeah, they're really. awesome. They're awesome. The next time that you're in New York, we're going to have to go out to all the gay bars while you're here. Like, <laughs> it, we, it, it'll be a night. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. Every once in a while, my best friend of 17 years lives in Manhattan with his husband. And every once in a while we'll just like pick a night and we'll just go to the gay bars and we will like I'll wear a baseball cap and it is just so much fun. And then like the minute somebody's like, is that we're like out of there and on to the next. Um, I imagine. Have you ever heard a podcast that you loved? Hmm. Just like name one that you love. Oh, um, my dad wrote a porno. No, you're supposed to say us. Oh, Oh, the one that comes to mind would be One More Thing with Jay and Robert. It's so great, right? It's my fave. Yeah, me too. And I was wondering, hmm, thinking, how can I give them some money? And I looked it up, 
And the answer is that I can become a patron at patreon.com slash one more thing at the $1 level or the $5 level. And there are different perks for each level and you'll just have to sign up to see what they are. And I can also PayPal them a one-time donation at number one more thing podcast at gmail.com on PayPal. Wow, I have to run and go do that. You know what? The phone that I'm listening to this podcast on, I'm just going to do all of those things. Perfect. In a row. Perfect. And then I'm going to keep listening to this brand new episode brought to you by One More Thing. (laughs) The last part of our episode is going to be a little bit of a game. Is that okay? Absolutely. Have you ever watched Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen? Oh my gosh, I love it. I love Andy Cohen. Great. So he plays this game called Plead the Fifth, where you ask three questions and you're allowed to plead the fifth to one of them. I feel like we're being very easy, so don't 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 stress too much about these questions. <laughs> so the first question, I feel like we should get like the swinging lights and the sound yeah. effects at some point. <laughs> so the first question, tell us something about Amanda Bynes or John Travolta that everybody would be surprised to know. They're both extremely taller than me. Like... My, like, I'm really short. They're both, um, Amanda is like 5'11", I think John's 6'4", I'm 4'10". So um, in order to film with both of them, I had to be on Apple Boxes a lot. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry, Amanda Bynes is 5'11"? Well, yeah, and then she used to wear really high heels. So, you know, I, look, I've always looked up to her. (laughs) (laughs) Work-wise. So, you know, I love her dearly. Wow. Okay, that's a really good answer because I did not know that. Okay, next question. What did you think about Hairspray Live? I thought they worked incredibly hard and I thought it was a massive moving machine that they did an incredible job just like putting together. And I love Garrett Clayton. He just is the sweetest and I adore him. So I loved seeing him play Link Larkin. And it was just, it was so much fun. I just love any time that people get to experience Hairspray, right? Because if you don't, if you can't go see the Broadway show or you don't have a DVD player or Netflix or whatever, maybe people could just, you know, turn, turn on Channel 4 and they watch the live version. So anytime Hairspray and people get exposure to it, I'm all for it. I'm like, go for it. I think they nailed it. Oh, we had such a great time watching it. Obviously, not as much as the movie. <laughs> the so, next question Robert has really been wanting to ask. So <laughs> I, I was like, it initially was not on the list. And I was like, I'm too afraid to ask it. But here we go. I read an article and correct me if I'm wrong, that while filming the movie Hairspray, there were times where Zac Efron did not do his laundry. And so you did it for him. Is this true? It is true. Okay, oh my God. So the question boxers or briefs oh my god i plead the fifth (laughs) i cannot i cannot do that to my man i adore him and i love him and i love his choice of underwear that is for him to know and know and anybody else who he chooses to tell but i will never tell the world what he wears underneath his pants (laughs) <laughs> so how did that end up happening? Because we were teenagers and teenage boys don't really like to clean up, I guess, sometimes. And like, I'm one of those people, like, <laughs> I think I get it from my mom. Like, you know, when I was over at his place and I'd be like, 
when, when was the last time, like, you know, the dishes, you need some, <laughs> some laundry, like, I just, nervous energy, so I just found myself in the laundry room a lot. <laughs> that is incredible. I didn't know that until this morning when Robert told me, and now that's, like, my favorite story of all time. I, I mean, honestly, we had so much fun. We, we did so much together. I mean, him and I really, that was another great relationship that came out of Hairspray. I mean, we toured the world together. I mean, and if you don't know somebody by the time you get off a 10 month world press tour and a six month shoot. Yeah, we definitely, we got to know way more than, you know, than what underwear we wore. (laughs) We got to know each other really for the people that we are. And we were just two kids. Like we were so young. We were 17 and 18. And I'll never forget, um, we were sitting outside at a restaurant one time and this was before we had started filming and a bunch of fans had walked by and they recognized him from high school musical and they started screaming and freaking out and they said can we take a picture with you can we and he said yeah so we got up from the table and he went out to take a picture and he looked at me and he said come with me and i said what they, they don't know you know they don't know about the hairspray it's too soon he goes no come on and he looked at these kids and he goes, guys, I know you want to take a picture with me and we can totally do that. He goes, but I'm telling you, you're going to want to take a picture with her because we're doing a really big movie right now and she's going to be a star. He's like, so you guys want to take a picture with her? And that was the first time I had ever taken a picture with fans. And I just remember him being so, it was so sweet and gracious of him to just share that moment with me. That was his moment. They were his fans, but he was, you know, really just like showing me like, this is, you know, my world is your world. And it was really kind of cool. I love everything you just said. Yeah. I also love the way that you talk about other people. Something that I think we would be remiss to ask, and I know that we're wrapping up here, but something that we didn't touch on this whole episode, which is honestly shocking for the two of us, is tell tell us about your relationship with Allison Janney while you were working on Oh my god, yeah. Oh my god. Oh my gosh, that is my girl. Hold on. I have to take a sip before I talk about her. <laughs> <laughs> Lubricate. Because nobody can make me laugh like that lady. She is incredible. I was a huge West Wing fan, but my favorite movie is 10 Things I Hate About You. Yes. Really? And she plays the principal. And I mean, I literally was so obsessed. I remember when I found out that she was cast as Prudy Pingleton, I freaked out because of 10 Things I Hate About You. And on set, I actually asked her to say a couple of her lines (laughs) that she said in the movie. And she totally, like, she was like, she indulged me and said the lines and I just died laughing. I was like, this is like the best thing in the world hearing those lines come out of her mouth. She is just so funny and so brilliant. And Oh gosh, her comedy is just, just above par. It's just, she's just, she's one of a kind. Uh, I'm obsessed. Wow. I felt like I was going to feel weird talking to you about a movie that came out years and years and years ago, but I love that you still have the like energy and love for it as I do as a viewer of yeah. it, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, it's like one of those things, you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like a kid, you know, it's kind of like my child in a way, you know, 
it, it grows with me as I grow. I, I learn more about it. I, you know, I learn more things that I love about it. And, and I remember certain experiences and you kind of, you know, you pull from your best and you also remember the trying times. And so I, any, any time I get to go back and talk about that period of my life and, and just, you know, talk about the fun we had and it was just, it truly was magical. And so on days when it seems that life isn't so magical, I have to remind myself that there is some greatness still in the world. And, you know, if I literally need a visual aid, I can just, you know, there it is. And it reminds me that, like I said, when life is tough, it's tough, but there are also great blessings and hairspray has been the greatest. So I'm very fortunate. Not a day goes by where I don't go. Thank you so much for this. What the heck is happening? But thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, thank you so much, not only just for coming onto the podcast today, but also for, but for the everything. movie. And oh. Well, I was going to say for everything, yeah. but Robert was going to say for the movie. <laughs> that feels like a great note to end on because that was a really beautiful way to like wrap up this experience. So before we go, how can we find you on social media? How can our fans find you? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm on Instagram at Nikki Blonsky. So N-I-K-K-I-B-L-O-N-S-K-Y. And then... um on TikTok, it's the real Nikki Blonsky. Love that. Because apparently somebody took my name. <laughs> so, you know, um, yeah, you can find me on TikTok. And of course, my coming out videos on there and singing videos. And I go live on there a bunch. So, yeah, come check it out. And you can also follow my podcast, Nikki Nights, on Spotify and iTunes and wherever you get your podcasts. And Again, thank you guys for loving Hairspray and for being so supportive and kind to me over the past 15 years. Aside from your podcast, is there anything you would like to promote? Um, yeah, right now, I'm super excited. I just made an appearance on one of my really great friend's albums. Ryan Casada's new album, Magic Miracle Mile, is out, and I'm on a track called Holly Weird, and wow, is it fitting. So check that out. And then also, I just finished a movie this summer. Uh, we shot it in New Orleans. It's got an incredible cast. Um, I'm still in shock. I, I can't say who's a part of it. I can't spill too many beans, but it is something totally different from hairspray it is something you've never ever seen from me before and i can't wait for the world to see it Nikki. Ooh, i can't wait to see it okay well if during whatever you're doing for that in the future you find yourself in new york hit us up we owe you a drink we do thank you for coming on to the podcast it. i will be there new york <laughs> is always home to me no matter where i am in the world oh well, thank you so much for coming on today, and you've been so wonderful. Yeah, thank you so much, and we will see everyone next week. Yeah. Stay well. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye. One More Thing is produced by us, Jay and Robert, and also David Zimmerman. Thank you to Abby Davis for the artwork and Gotham Podcast Studios for housing our full season five. Yeah. Um, thank you, of course, of course, to our patrons over at patreon.com slash one more thing, where you can be a $1 patron or a $5 patron. $1 gets you a bonus episode every month. $5 gets you a bonus video every month. You can also PayPal us a one-time donation at number one more thing podcast at gmail.com. 
You can subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts and give us a little rate and review while you're at it. And you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at one more thing with an A because I indeed was taken. That's it. Bye. Bye.